the Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Or use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, and see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And there you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. Click on that and you can watch it up till 3 o'clock today in which he'll be live in that little area. And then on the right side is where we're streaming live. Click on the play button, blow it up on your device, and then right side, lower left-hand or right-hand corner, uh, click on the Rumble icon. Join us in the chat on Rumble. We're streaming live there at Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. We're also on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. And yes, yeah, some of you guys were asking 
Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Facebook with the music. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, recording my my daughter's um, concert from the other night, Charlotte Youth Orchestra. That's our pre-show music that we're using this week. Um, Facebook took it upon themselves to say, uh, this is copyrighted material on a couple of videos. And so some of you guys couldn't pick up things and then it gets shut off by Facebook. It's not copyrighted. These guys have their own version and rendition of this, okay, of, of the music being played. Of course, this is the... Uh, whatever, love theme or whatever from one of the Star Wars films uh, that they played in the pre-show. But they would do that. And so some of you guys were saying, well, where's the, where's the video? And so you can go to dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. You got to put in the Sons of Liberty, okay? And you can go down to the bottom and there's replays. So it'll hold, I think it holds seven or 10 days there of replays. So you can, you can replay those. Those of you who are on my Facebook pages, I think it censors one and it doesn't censor the other and it's uh, their algorithms are all messed up. Anyway, just to let you know, that's what's going on there. Okay. All right. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for a newsletter. Please do that. Help us get the word out. Um, the information we put out is not meant to scare you. It is to inform you so you can act. We're going to, boy, we're going to be talking about that today. Real action, real solutions, not something that we're expecting somebody else to do for us, but real solutions that we, uh, the people, are supposed to do. Because Look, this is the reason we have rights. Rights are liberties and authorities that the people have, not that the government has. The government has authority that we give it in this country. Okay, Under our Constitution, that's the way it's supposed to work. That government is still to be under God, is still to abide by His laws, but the people are the Caesars, the Roman, uh, not the Romans, the kings, contrary to popular opinion from the book that Donald Trump is selling for 60 bucks about him being a king, uh, no, the people are supposed to be the kings, the Romans 13 kings. That's how our government is set up. And we have rights or, or liberties in order to fulfill our duties before God and man. It's a demonstration of our love for them, for both of them, that we exercise the rights that we have. Uh, with that said, if you would like to support us and you would and you agree with our message here, the, there's a donate button at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation or monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And I see somebody jumped in and said they were a daughter of liberty. Thank you for that. We appreciate that very much. Um, support us uh, because we're not just doing internet and radio. We're out among the people. Uh, we're setting up things as well uh, here in our county. I spoke with a gentleman from tacticalcivics.com, tacticalcivics.com. I want to promote those guys because unlike Q, who doesn't tell you what the plan is, they tell you what their plan is. They lay it out in like, I think it's 17 points that are there. And it's to give real power to the people, but the people have to go and take it. They have to go and take their, their rightful place both in history and in the present, and they're going to have to stand up and they're going to have to fulfill their duties. And you know what? It's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something to do that. Are we ready for that? Are we really ready to take back our country? Because I hear a lot of people saying, we need to take back our country. I've been hearing it for years, since the Obama days, and I don't see them taking it back. There's many of you out there who, who can see it, and you're doing it. 
You're not doing it in Washington. You're doing it in whatever county you're in, whatever city you're in, whatever state you're in. Because make no mistake, we need to get drilled into our heads that our states are our sovereign countries. And where we didn't give authority to the feds, they have no business writing law, funding, having any say-so. They should shut their pie holes about things they're not authorized to deal with. Okay? And we've got to get our minds on the idea that our states are sovereign. And they can tell the federal government to go take a flying leap in the nearest lake or swamp or whatever you want to call it when they get outside of their scope of authority. That's what we need to do. Okay. All right. Um, also, this week, our store is available. Uh, it's available every week. But this week, we're highlighting Bradley's My War comic book. Uh, it's his testimony. And normally, this is a donation of $15. Well done. It's not done by you know a cheap graphics artist. It's done by former DC Comics artist Danny Bulinati. And uh, it contains the Declaration. You guys were asking about where can I get a Declaration of Independence? Where can I get a Constitution? Of course, I have the little pocket one. Um, where can I get a Constitution? Where, you know, where can I get these things? Well, if you get this comic book, not only do you get his testimony, you'll get those things in it as well. Okay, it's normally fifteen dollars this week through tomorrow night, Saturday night at midnight. You can get fifteen uh, percent off using the promo code Comic. 15. Comic 15 will get you 15% off. And that's through tomorrow night, Saturday at midnight. Now, I've got a couple of things I want to let you in on. And then we're going to hit some highlights and a couple of videos. And then we'll get our main topic. Okay. Um, and by the way, we put bonus videos in the archive that I won't show here because I just don't have time. And that, you know, I hate even sharing these, but there's so much going on. And many of you out there, it's not like I'm informing you. Many of you provide some of this stuff for me. Um, some of those great people we have in our Telegram group provide some of the videos. So I'm, I'm really appreciative that you guys provide some. And if, if I don't get back to you on something, it's because I'm just inundated with just a ton of stuff. Okay. Uh, but yesterday's show with Amy was so great. If you didn't get the archive, go to the archive because she said she didn't want to show certain videos and she sent me audio. And I misinterpreted what she was saying there, and so I didn't play the audio. The audio files, the sample files that she's talking about, are in the archive. Just go there to um, today if you want to check it out, and um, you know it's it's under the same title as yesterday. So just check that out, and you'll kind of hear what she's talking about as far as how they morph their voice, do all these different things. I don't know what the context is, but. The response was so good. I said, Amy, and, and then we had 30-minute conversation after the show. I said, let's bring you back on. And I was going to do it today, but I said, no, we need to deal with this here. So we're going to bring her back on, Lord willing, on Monday. And there's going to be some stuff. She has some analysis of Nicholas Cruz from the Parkland shooting. Um, she's got other analysis of people and other things that she's done. And we'll play some of that for you because I think that's a very important topic to understand what's really behind the scenes going on that they're looking not, not they're using these guys as guinea pigs but what's behind the scenes as far as uh what they have planned for us now with that said before i hit the highlights and things i just want to let you know something um you know i'm i'm playing uh, my daughter's orchestra and some of you guys when you'll tell us um you know, thank you for what you do and this, that, and the other. 
I'll put in SDG, right? And I, I've explained that to you guys. Soli Deo Gloria. It means for the glory of God. Uh, it's not for the glory of Tim. It certainly isn't for the glory of Bradley or the Sons of Liberty. It's for the glory of God. We we do all things for the glory of God, as Paul says, whether it's eating or drinking, right? And music is one of those things that we really should see as doing for the glory of God. And one of the guys who used the SDG, the Soli Deo Gloria, was a guy by the name of Johann Sebastian Bach. Now, if you come from my day, you grew up in the 80s kind of deal, you know, the hair bands and all that. You remember a group called Skid Row, right? And that guy's name, what? The lead singer's name was Sebastian Bach. And I think he probably changed that. Maybe he didn't, but uh, he probably changed it this guy. Now, this guy, the real Johann Sebastian Bach, had a love of music, uh, dedication to practice. Now, he was a Lutheran. He came, he came from a Lutheran family. But he wrote a, I don't know what you call it, a symphony, uh, a musical piece, let's put it that way, for every Lord's Day that they would gather together, and he would make it so intricate so that the glory of God was elevated even in the created creativity of man. And um, one day he went to compete in an organ contest only to learn there was no contest. I guess you've won the organ contest, Johan, the judges said. But I haven't even played a single note. How did I win, he asked. And the Frenchman, or excuse me, the Frenchman heard of your amazing talent and didn't want to risk getting beaten. Louis Marchand knows he can't beat you. This comes from uh, Christianity.com. When Johan played music, he felt his soul praising God. In fact, he once said, I play the notes as they are written, but it is God who makes the music. After a few years, Johann got another job as a church organist and choir director at a small German church. He directed the choir and wrote the worship music used in the church service. But even though he uses musical talents to glorify God, a problem soon arose. And one of the things is, is that at the end of every piece, he wrote, Soli Deo Gloria, for the glory of God alone. He wasn't trying to take credit for himself. He was trying to give glory back to God for his creative talents in, in music. And so uh, if you want to know where I kind of picked that up on, that's what I do. And many of the, the uh, Reformed and Puritan writers would, would also include something very similar to that. So just so you know where, where that comes from, if you see me put SDG, that's what it means. Uh, it is not necessarily a thank you. It is to redirect it back to God. Anything that's good in me, comes from God. It certainly doesn't come from me. And um, if you guys didn't know that, well, now you know, okay? <laughs> now you know. Uh, in fact, I was speaking with a gentleman yesterday. He goes, well, you're quite the celebrity. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just a redneck out here in South Carolina. Uh, let's bring me down a whole lot and let's lift up Christ if there's anything good there. Let's lift it up and, and glorify God in that. Uh, now, with that said, we do have a couple of headlines I want to hit before we get into our topic and a couple of videos. And again, we're going to have bonus videos as well. Uh, this one, remember, Amy came to me from Karen Stewart, NSA whistleblower. And uh, Karen had also sent me a letter she has sent to our amba uh, the ambassador at the Israeli embassy. And you can read that letter at sonsoflibertymedia.com. NSA whistleblower Karen Stewart exposes Israeli betrayal to protect a Mossad agent and target her for torture and, in her words, slow kill assassination. She Karen's being targeted with this stuff just like what Amy was talking about. 
And Karen has amassed thousands of Americans who are being targeted by these direct energy weapons. She's being targeted. She's trying to get the word out as to what they're doing. And uh, you can read her letter here at sonsoflibertymedia.com to the uh, Israeli ambassador, the ambassador to Israel, and, uh, and see what she's talking about. I'm telling you, Israel is not our friend. They're using us. Muslim countries are doing it too. But you can check this out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, former CBS Health Watch reporter, this is John Rappaport, Stop arguing about the existence of the virus. Yep, because it doesn't exist. They're using it against you. They're using it against you. Also, the United Nations, we're taking food from the hungry and giving it to the starving. I got a question for you, United Nations. How is that not stealing? Huh? But you don't care because all you've had are Marxist and Marxist-Leninists who have been your secretary generals the entire time of your existence. That is not compatible with either Christianity nor American government. And yet we fund them? We don't just fund them. We house them here on our soil. What in the world is wrong with us? What is our mental malfunction? I'll tell you what it is. We've departed wickedly from our God. And you're seeing the fruit of that. And God said he would turn that nation into hell who forgets him. Also, is Thomas Massey the only U.S. congressman not bought off by the Israeli lobby? This is the latest from uh, Chuck Baldwin, and yeah, he's one that is not bought off. They're trying to push the same thing there that they pushed here in South Carolina, and they they pushed into law. It's unlawful that you know you can't protest Israel, you can't say anything bad about Israel, and some of you people out there think Israel, the this little postage stamp piece of land, is somehow God's chosen people. They're not. Go read your Bible again. See who the children of Abraham are. Read the book of Galatians. It's not these antichrists over in Israel. It's those who had the faith of Abraham. And remember, there were people who came through the line. There were the, the progeny was Abraham. And Jesus said himself, you're of your father, the devil. Abraham's not your father. Or you'd be doing the works of Abraham. But you seek to kill me. You need to go read your Bible again if you think that postage stamp piece of land and the people over there are God's chosen people. And that's not anti-Semitism. I'm pointing out anti-Christism. That's what that is. Okay? And yet many preachers today in America want you to think that. They want you to think that that's it. And, oh, you know, if we don't bless Israel, God won't bless us. Well, guess what? We are Israel. Read Ephesians 2. God has taken from the two, Jews and Gentiles, and he's made them into one new man in Christ. They're not to be separated. They're not designated to a posted stamp piece of land. The true Jew is the one who's been circumcised of the heart. A Jew said, Paul himself. Read the book of Romans. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Parents beg heavily armed cowardly cops to charge Texas school. They waited one hour outside a shooter murdered kids. Now listen, some of you people who have responded to the video that I put up about this, you said, oh, they're setting up a perimeter. They want to keep parents from going. Let me tell you something. If it's your, if Bradley was right on. If this was your kids, are you going to let some cops sit there and say, shoot me in the back then? If you think you're justified and shoot me in the back because I'm going to go in there and protect my kids. And again, I asked the question, why do you have your kids in the public school anyway? 
Okay. But if you stuck them in there, what is the desire of, of fathers, mothers? Do something. If you're not going to do it, I want to go do it. And we're going to talk about that in a second. This is why the militia needs to exist. Because the militia would go in there, their moms and dads, their community, they build that community, and they're going to go in there and they're going to deal with the perpetrators. And I'm guessing the, re the real reason for the perimeter, because these guys practice this all the time. In fact, one of the teachers I was reading, her husband was one of these, uh, one of the, the cops there. They, they practice, you know, these kind of sh shootings all the time. Wouldn't let them go in for an hour. And I got, I got a feeling you probably would find out things are not what you're being told if the militia actually went in there. And they actually dealt with things. Tacticalcivics.com. Go there, learn how to put it up in your community. You're the solution. We're not here to give you more problems. You're the solution to all these problems. You, the people. You listening to me. You're the solution. You and me. Final one here. Never forget, <laughs> the FBI and ATF killed more children in Waco, Texas, than both Sandy Hook and Robb Elementary. This is the latest from uh, Matt Agarist, and uh, I'd highly encourage you to just put that in perspective. And that's why I'm doing. I'm going to do the show today the way I'm going to do it. But before I do that, I want to give you um, a couple of things. Now, because, and, and these are off topic, but we're going to hit the topic here in just a moment. Now, we're seeing that they're running shingles ads. It's totally normal to have shingles. I think I've heard two people in my entire life, my 53 years on the planet. I've heard two people. One was my aunt who had shingles. Both of them were my aunts, as a, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's how we say it down south, ants. We don't say aunts, we say ants. Like them little creatures that run across the ground, right? They had shingles. Now we've got an advertisement that wants to normalize shingles. Listen to this. Like pulsing electric shocks, sharp stabbing pains, or an intense burning sensation. What is this nightmare? It's how some people describe shingles. A painful blistering rash that can interrupt your life for weeks. Forget social events and weekend getaways. If you've had chickenpox, the virus that causes shingles is already inside of you. If you're 50 years or older, ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles. <laughs> I've had chickenpox. I, I, I don't get it. I really don't. Oh, here's another one. You'll, you'll love this guy. This guy is out of India. Okay, you got the monkeypox, right? Aunt, aunt is the fancy word. That's right. You're right, Bethany. This guy, he's not scared of monkeys, and neither should you be. Why don't you check this guy out? He's in India, and for those of you who are on um, uh, on the radio, you're not going to be able to see it, but it'll be in the archive at sonsoflibertymedia.com along with our bonus videos and stuff like that, too. Um, this guy finds a monkey lying lifeless on the ground, and uh, just... It's incredible. Check this out. He's performing CPR on this little monkey. Doing compressions. He even does mouth to mouth on the little monkey. Okay. No monkey pox fear here. Yeah. <laughs>
and he keeps trying to revive the little monkey. I got right? And again, yeah. it's a compassion for God's creatures. No problem with that, as long as you're not worshiping them. And he keeps working on this little monkey. But it's interesting how he's performing CPR Hi. on this little animal here. Of course, the guy filming it. And you see the monkey is revived. <laughs> hey, that's good news as far that's good news as far as I'm concerned. That's not some of the stuff that we have to deal with. And I've got one I want to want to end here and then I'll show you one section, then we're gonna get in our topic. Okay, I promise. This right here will make your day. This little guy, Alberto Cartuccia Singolani. I hope I said his name correctly. He's five years old, okay? Five years old, listen to, this will make your day. Listen to this. tell you what uh <laughs> but here's the thing that gets me did you see all the people in the room with their mask on uh, those of you watching um, that kid's incredible five years old five years old just incredible look my kids uh, we've got several that play piano some that play guitar well my son plays i don't know how many instruments now he's taught himself and then we have uh those playing violin and 
it's like, you know, you got to practice to do it. And even those who are still, you know, who are older, they still have to practice. Haley, when she plays in the orchestra, you have to practice. You have to give yourself to that. Here's this five-year-old kid. He's just dumping it out there like, not a problem, man. It's not a problem. It's beautiful. And uh, yeah, I hope that made your day. I really do. And then one more. I'm, I'm not going to play the video. I'm just going to show you. It'll be in the archive. This is Spirit, Spirit Cooker Marina Abramovic. She made a Holocaust memorial in Ukraine called Crystal Wall of Crying. This is another, I, I, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't know how she's doing it. I've done some reports on the adrenochrome stuff. I can see how that does what it does. This lady's in her 70s, and she doesn't look like she's in her 70s to me. Uh, but she's doing all this just weird stuff. She's a witch. That's what she is. And uh, has influence over a lot of people in the United States, whether it's celebrities or politicians. Some of you guys remember the Democrat emails that came out with uh, Podesta and Clinton and all these you know, celebrities and all this other with the spirit cooking stuff. That's her. Okay. All right. Now we're running long, so we're probably going to go over. I'm just going to let you know. But it's very important information if you've not heard it. Okay. And today we're dealing with the issue of mass school massacres that you probably never heard of. And it's because they don't fit the narrative. Now, listen, let me say at the outset, if you have actually lost a child in a school shooting or stabbing or whatever, this is not to inflict or deepen the wounds that you have. It's not to do that. But as we all know, the world does not revolve around us individually. It doesn't. It never will. But that's what they want. That's what the ones who are attacking us want us to think. And that's why they push the children to the forefront and they use them to push a political agenda. It's despicable. It's disgusting. And that's a fight we have to have. We have to have it. Because they're the ones bringing it. And to remain silent in the face of that is to be cowards. That's what it's to be. It's to be yellow. It's to be a chicken. It's to be a coward. And we're not called to be cowards. In fact, read the book of Revelation, and it is Revelation, people. It's not Revelations. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, the apocalypse, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. That's what the book means. Read that. Find out who's the first to find their place in the lake of fire. The cowardly, and right behind them are the unbelieving. So with that said, I want to I give you three examples of school massacres you may not have even heard of. Some of you, you may have. This one, and I wrote about these a couple of years ago, when uh, Senator Chris Murphy, the you know the gun gun grabber out of Connecticut, uh, was talking after the Parkland shooting, and he was pushing his um, anti constitutional criminal legislation and rhetoric on the American people. So I came across some stories, and it's pretty interesting because what we were being told is. Nothing like this happens anywhere outside of America. America's just, and look, America's gone her way of sin, just like all the nations, just like Israel, 
Israel had the law of God, the perfect law of God. They had God's men chosen, and they still rebelled against him and against his law. Think about that for a second. The God who delivered them from Egypt, from bondage in Egypt, through the midst of the Red Sea, brought them through 40 years in the wilderness, gave them the promised land, victory of their enemies, still turned from him. It's the nature of man to do that. This is why there must be a savior from sin. Sin is transgression of God's law. And man's law should be based upon God's law. And when it's not, it's not law. It's tyranny. And so here's what I came across. A school shooting that killed over 300 and injured nearly 800. That's over 1,000 people, 1,100 people that you probably didn't hear about in the media. Where did this take place? Beslan, North Ascentia Alania in Russia. That's where this took place. Um, there are numerous gun laws. Gunpolicy.org provided these in Russia. Didn't stop. <laughs> the killing of more than 300, injuring more than 800. Your gun laws don't care because criminals don't care about the law. They are not just criminals, they are sinners. They transgress the law. This is why gun laws do nothing but make innocent people targets for criminals. Because even if you were able to take every gun away from every person in the world, if you were able to do it, which you're not, and, and the government's not going to give up theirs, the police are not going to give up theirs, but even if they did, men would still find a way to murder people. They'd get a butter knife and kill you with it. They'd get a pencil and kill you with it. They'd take their vape and kill you with it. They'd find a way to do it. What do you think a, a, a Cain was using to kill Abel? We're not told. Maybe a rock, maybe a stick. Maybe he really thought that thing out and carved him up a spike. Who knows? In their heart, men are wicked. And their hearts, according to the scripture, are desperately wicked. They're deceitful. They deceive even us. This is why when God tells us about ourselves, we should really pay attention. Because we all know it's true. We want to suppress that truth and unrighteousness. Here, here's a little, here's a little candidness. If people really knew Tim Brown, <laughs> they probably wouldn't like me very much. As best I can know my own heart, I don't like me very much. And that's what the Bible says. It says that, that we're wicked. This is why we need a Savior from sin. And that isn't to leave us in our wickedness. No, it's to push us towards righteousness and holiness. We've got a modern gospel, which is no gospel at all. It doesn't save anybody that says, oh, just come to Jesus and everything will be okay. Uh-uh. Because when you come to Jesus... When you submit yourself to him as Lord, that's when everything gets a little tough, doesn't it? Because you've got to take stands. You've got to do things that you weren't doing before. You've got to throw off the old man. You've got to put on the new man. And yet, God says this is the only way. It's the only way. Jesus said it's the only way to, to the Father is through him. And you're going to meet him on his terms. So what happened here? <laughs> 
This is the, um, the Beslan School. And here's what we read. The Beslan School Siege also referred to as the Beslan School Hostage Crisis, or Beslan Massacre, started on the 1st of September 2004, lasted three days, involved the illegal imprisonment of over 1,100 people as hostages, including 777 children, and ended with the deaths of at least 334 people. You didn't, you didn't hear too much about this, did you? You didn't hear this. Um, the crisis began when a group of armed Islamic militants, mostly English and Chechen occupied school number one in the town of Beslan, North Ossetia. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. An autonomous republic in the North Caucasus region of the Russian Federation on the 1st of September 2004. The hostage takers were the, oh boy, I'm going to have a time with this one, aren't I? Riyadis Silicon Battalion sent by the Chechen warlord Shamil Basayev, who demanded recognition of the independence of Chechnya and Russian withdrawal from Chechnya. It's interesting. We don't hear anything like that out of Ukraine, do we? Yeah, we don't, we don't hear any of that withdrawal. In fact, all the videos that I've seen are people saying, we're glad Russia came in here and saved us from our own people who are bombing us and shooting us and killing us and everything else. On the third day of the standoff, Russian security forces stormed the building with the use of tanks, incendiary rockets, kind of like what Waco happened, right? And other heavy weapons. And as of December 2006, 334 people, excluding the terrorists, were killed, including 186 children. I had a question for you. How many of you heard that story? Some of you probably have. But how many of you heard that story? 334 people were killed in that, in this school massacre. More than 800 injured. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, where were your representatives at in that? Were they pushing gun control in that? Nope. Didn't want to do that. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they were Islamists. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they, they didn't make a big deal out of that. That would have been a big one to say, oh, see, it's happening in Russia. We need to come over here and do this. Doesn't fit their narrative. They're not going to put that in there. Here's another one. Again, not in the United States. And what I was out to do was prove that Senator Murphy didn't know what he was talking about. This, didn't, this doesn't happen just in the United States. In fact, it's worse outside of the U.S. Years ago, I did a, um, a report on the murders that happen according to the use of guns. People using guns. Do you know where America fell in the world in that ranking? Below the top 100. Not the top 10, the top 100. Out of how many, what have we got? Like 200 something nations, something like that. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Around 200. In the world. We fell below 100. And the majority of those are happening in, in fact, I did another report, it was over 90% of mass shootings were occurring in gun-free zones, namely schools, universities, and such. That's where they're happening. Here's another one. The school shooting that resulted in over 2,000 killed, 2,000! 
thousand that the gun grabbers won't tell you about. Again, I, this was in the same week I can remember writing it because of, of, of Senator Murphy's comments. And this one, listen to this. The 2,000 people that were killed, men, women, and children in a school, were at the hands of government. The Santa Maria School Massacre was a massacre of striking workers, mostly saltpeter workers, or saltpeter works miners, along with wives and children, was committed by the Chilean army in Chile in December, or on December 21st, 1907. You people that want just government, just cops, any of these people who are quote-unquote in authority to have weapons, and you're restricted from having weapons, and I, I despise the, the, the words of Antonin Scalia who says, well, if it's in common use. Well, where is that in the Second Amendment, dude? Because people are developing and inventing new things every day. Should the government have more ability with weaponry than the people? Absolutely not. And, and our forefathers didn't buy into that either. I've, I've told you time and time again, Thomas Jefferson and the Congress at the time used letters of mark and reprisal with private warships and private warriors to go and fight the Barbary Wars. They trusted the people to use it against their enemies, against the bad guys. And I want to read to you just a little bit of what took place here. Because look, this rivals even the uh, the Vegas, the alleged Vegas shooting, right? Under Trump, that was that Trump used to push the bump stock bans, which have now evolved into all kinds of gun parts being targeted, gun part dealers being targeted. That was Trump for you Trumpites out there. He set that in motion. This was a state-sanctioned, cold-blooded murder of the people who were gathered there in protest. They weren't armed. They were merely protesting what was going on. And as much as I hate to quote Wikipedia, they did give a pretty good account of what went on. The number of victims is under, under, uh, undetermined, but is reliably estimated at over 2,000. It occurred during the peak of the nitrate mining area era, which can coincided with the parliamentary period of Chilean political history, which is 1891 to 1925. With the massacre and an ensuing reign of terror, not only was the strike broken, yeah, because there was no strikers, <laughs> but the workers' movement was thrown into limbo for over a decade. For decades afterward, there was official suppression of knowledge of the incident, but in 2007, the government conducted a highly publicized commemoration of its centenary including an official National Day of Mourning and the reinterment of the victims' remains. Now, isn't that interesting? The same government that murdered these people, what to say? Let's remember them. Let's have a moment of silence. This is how just absolutely degenerate men can be. Commit the crime and then act like they really care. It reminds me of the Pharisees when Jesus confronted them. You wash the outside of the cup, but the inside's nasty and it's dirty. 
You, you whitewash the tombs, but it's full of dead men's bones, and that's what you are. That's what you are. You try to make it look like you exalt the prophets, but you kill the prophets who are among you right now, just like your daddies did. Just like them. This is what this, this, is what this government did. The site of the massacre was the Dominica, Domingo Santa Maria School, where thousands of miners from different nitrate mines in Chile's far north had been camping for a week after converging on, and I don't, I don't know how to pronounce this, this, the city here, but it's the regional capital, Inquicu. Iquiku. I, I'm not I Q U I Q U E. I'm just saying that if anybody wants to on the radio wants to look it up. The regional capital to appeal to uh, for government intervention to improve their living and working conditions. So they were simply making their requests known to their government of what they were enduring under the hardships of their government. And yet, what did the government do? Oh, we're not going to have any of that. You're not going to speak out against us. We're going to just murder you. And that was the order that was given. Kill him. Rafael Sotomayor Gate, the Minister of Interior, decided to crush the strike by army assault. They were not a threat to anybody. Crush them by army assault if need be. On December 21st, 1907, the commander of the troops at the scene, General Roberto Silva Renard, in accordance with this plan, informed the strikers' leaders that the strikers had one hour to disband or be fired upon. They didn't have any weapons. They didn't have any weapons at all. When the time was up and the leaders and the multitude stood firm, General Silva Renard, this heartless, demonic, diabolical, criminal, gave his troops the order to fire on men, women, and children who were unarmed. An initial volley that failed the negotiators was followed by a hell of rifle machine gun fire aimed at the multitude of strikers and their accompanying wives and children. On December 16th, thousands of striking workers from other industries arrived at the place, I'm not going to say it again, uh, in support of the nitrate miners' demands upon the provincial Authorities, with the aim of prodding the authorities to act, previous entreaties to the government, in particular petitions presented by delegations in 1901, 3, and 4, had been fruitless. The national government in Santiago sent extra regiments by land and sea to reinforce the two regiments stationed in Iquiqui. I, I That probably is the wrong way to say it, and there's probably a really nice Spanish way to say that, and I'm just... Not very fluent in that. President Pedro Mont appointed General Roberto Silva Renard to handle the situation. How many of you heard of that? 2,000 men, women, and children killed by their own government for protesting what it was doing that was causing them life issues. Something that's supposed to be protected under our First, First Amendment. But now, even those things are being dispersed. Those things are being targeted. Not just by those who call themselves representatives, but by the corporate fascists like Facebook and Twitter and the rest of them. You try to go set up a protest and find out what happens. Now, they shut your protest page down, right? Might as well kill you. We did a show on this. Cut your tongue out. Poke out your eyes. 
cut off your ears. Now, they do all that before they cut your head off. They want to silence you. They don't want you to tell them what is right and wrong. They cannot have that. They cannot have that. Now, these two happen outside of the United States, and they dwarf anything that the United States has, far, has faced as far as any kind of killing, any kind of murders that have taken place in school. And that's not to discount any murders who that actually took place in school. I'm not trying to say they're minimalistic at all. I'm not trying to say that at all. But I do want to tell you parents something. If you've still got your kids in the public school system, you need to get them out. It's a command of God, Deuteronomy 6. You need to be the one educating them, not the state. Okay? Not the state. So what about the U.S.? You know, we've seen Columbine. We've seen Sandy Hook. We've seen um, the one here recently in Texas. We've seen, In fact, we've seen several in Texas. We saw the, the kid in Arkansas. Um, gosh, I, I can't even think of it. And some of them don't even happen at school. We've seen some of the theater shootings. We've seen some of the other shootings that have taken place. And I think sometimes they're in combination with psychedelic drugs. They're also in combination with uh, what Amy was sharing with us yesterday, that some people just get targeted. We saw the Navy Yard shooter some years back. That guy was clearly having some kind of MK Ultra mind control going on. It was clear it was on his gun, the way the guy responded and acted, the whole thing. What about America? Well, how many of you guys heard about the deadliest school massacre in United States history that happened in 1927? Georgia sent me this the other day. I put it in a quick article. This one didn't even have anything to do with guns. You can see this at sonsoflibertymedia.com. It's published on the May 25th. And uh, there's a brief video. Um, in fact, we're running up on, on the end of the show here. Let me just play this, and then you can read it from the Smithsonian Magazine uh, later. Here, we're going to run just over just a little bit because I want to touch on some scriptures and things of that nature as well. So if you want to, I'm going to let this play. We'll pause it to close out the show, and then we'll finish it up, and then we'll make some comments after that. But if you want to catch those, sonsoflibertymedia.com, also beforeitsnews.com, any of the other outlets that I mentioned before. Here's the, here's the video. It's about six minutes long on America's Forgotten Massacre, the Bath School disa Disaster. This happened in Michigan in 1927. Take a listen. 1927 was one of those years when the world seemed to take a leap into the future. Lucky Lindy, Charles Lindbergh, was the first person to fly solo across the Atlantic from New York to Paris. Safely on the ground, he had barely cut the engine when the crowd reached the plane. They shouted his name over and over again. Lindbergh, Lindbergh. The Sultan of SWAT, Babe Ruth, made baseball history, hitting a record 60 home runs for the season. There he is, circling the bases after knocking a homer. The New York Yankees won the championship. And Talking Pictures arrived with the jazz singer, the first feature film with synchronized sound dialogue. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. On May 18, 1927, in the rural township of Bath near Lansing, Michigan, it's the last day of the school year. 
Around 300 students are in class at the Consolidated Primary and High School on Main Street. At 8.43am, a massive explosion rips through the three-storey north wing of the school, bringing down the roof. The blast can be heard for miles around. Bath locals and nearby farmers rush to the scene of devastation, many assuming there must have been a gas leak. They start digging through the rubble. Contemporary accounts depict an appalling sight. There was a pile of children, about five or six under the roof, and some of them had arms sticking out, and some had legs, and some just their heads sticking out. They were unrecognizable because they were covered with dust, plaster and blood. The school's caretaker, Andrew Kehoe, a former school board treasurer, electrician and struggling farmer, drives up outside the school in his Ford truck, steps out of the vehicle. Witnesses later say Kehoe, holding a rifle, beckoned the school superintendent, Emery Huke. Then, they're shouting moments later, a gunshot and another huge explosion. Both men are killed instantly. So is eight-year-old Cleo Clayton, who'd survived the first blast. Two of the rescuers, retired farmer Nelson McFarren and Bath postmaster Glenn Smith, also suffer fatal injuries. Bewildered parents and townspeople continue to dig through the rubble, not knowing what might happen next. It is a miracle that many parents didn't lose their minds before the task of getting their children out of the ruins was completed. It was between five and six o'clock that evening before the last child was taken out. Dozens are saved, but 36 children and two teachers are dead. America was stunned. The Bath School disaster briefly knocked Charles Lindbergh off the front page. The following day, around 100,000 cars drove along Main Street to see what was left of the consolidated school building. By now it was clear this had been no accident. Andrew Kehoe had blown up his truck, which he'd packed with dynamite and shrapnel to cause maximum carnage. Rescuers found more than 200 kilograms of dynamite and other explosives which had failed to detonate in the south wing of the school. It was rigged to a barrel of petrol and an alarm clock set to go off at 8.45am. If it wasn't for a short circuit, the massacre would have been even worse. Okay, all right, I want to pause that there. If you want to catch us, guys, on Red State Talk Radio, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforeusnews.com. We'll finish this up, and we'll play this. We'll make a couple comments from Scripture and from our founding fathers about the issue of our right to keep and bear arms. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and we'll be back in the morning, Lord willing, with at 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani, and we'll talk to you then. See you. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. I'm going to finish this up. We got a little bit about uh, two minutes of this this uh, documentary, short documentary video, and then I'll make some comments here. Here's the rest of that. Before heading to the school, Kehoe had also blown up his farmhouse and killed his wife, Nellie, who he'd brought home from hospital while she was suffering tuberculosis the day before. As investigations got underway, it soon became clear Andrew Kehoe had been planning the attack for over a year angered after he lost an election for the position of town clerk. He bitterly resented an increase in taxes to pay for the school on top of Nellie's medical bills. He was notified last June that the mortgage on his farm would be foreclosed. 
And that may have been the circumstance that started the clockwork of anarchy and madness in his brain. Despite that alleged anarchy and madness, Kehoe spent months carefully planting explosives in the basement of the school on the pretense of fixing the electrical wiring and other odd jobs. It was coldly calculated revenge. At his burned-out farm, Andrew Kehoe left a note. It read, Criminals are made, not born. But experts at the coronial inquest disagreed. They said Andrew Kehoe was born a psychopath with a violent temper, no empathy or remorse. In the months ahead, two more children would die from their injuries, taking the total death toll to 47. Today, memories of the Bath School massacre have been largely swept away by the passage of time and some of the happier events of 1927. Lindy landed in Paris just two days later. And pretty soon, there was a stock market crash, the Great Depression and World War II, and yet more stunning acts of violence. But to this day, the bombing in Bath, Michigan, is the deadliest school attack in America's history and one of the worst ever acts of domestic terror. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? The largest domestic terror attack in U.S. history, Bath, Michigan, didn't, in, didn't involve a bomb. And you're right, Salt. It was way before MK Ultra. Do you know why? Because of what I said before. Men are sinners by nature. Let me tell you something. The people want to talk about viability of children in this whole abortion nonsense. Let me tell you something. You leave a child alone, undisciplined, do you have to teach him wrong or do you have to teach him right? You have to teach him wrong. As one preacher once said, if you leave that little individual, that little child to himself, and all you do is feed him, and you never instruct him, guess what he's going to... That kid, if he's got a dirty diaper, if he's hungry, he would rip your throat out if he wasn't so helpless. Men are not basically good, they're basically bad. And anything good in us either comes from the restraint of God on our lawlessness, or it comes from the goodness of God in His grace to empower us to not sin, but to do that which is right, which is loving God and loving our neighbor. But in either case, we can point to God for the one who gives us any good that comes out of us at all. At all, including little kids, because they get the nature of their mom and dad. My kids are naturally sinful because of me. I pass that on to them. The wonderful thing is God has given us the gospel whereby we can revive them from their sin. Much like this guy was doing with the monkey, he's reviving the monkey, we use the gospel in order that the Spirit of God might revive them and that he might bring them to life, Ephesians 2, chapter, uh, verse 4. He might quicken them, he might make them alive and glorify himself. That's the issue. What do our founding fathers say about this issue of guns? Because they, these are under attack, our, our rights. And it isn't just guns. I want you to think when the, when the founding fathers wrote the Second Amendment, they said the right to keep and bear arms. How many of you are aware of the knife rights groups? How many of you are aware of those guys? 
What business does the state, the federal government have telling us, well, you can only have a lock blade if it's only you know three inches long? Or you can only have a uh, a fixed blade if it's you know within so many inches. You can't carry it out in the open. Now, in South Carolina, we do have open carry now. We even have concealed carry. We don't even have to have a permit. But that's just for in the state. If you travel outside the state, you know, if you don't want to get in trouble, or if you don't want to, you don't want to deal with the tyrants, because it is a dealing with the tyrants. I don't want to say if you don't want to get in trouble. That's that's the wrong. If you want to deal with the tyrants, then don't have a permit and push the Second Amendment. Because the Second Amendment applies to all the states. It really does. The fact that we're doing this gymnastics over CWP and constitutional carry and all that other stuff, in my opinion, while I appreciate people wanting to push forward, the fact of the matter is that exists. Think about what your bills are. Constitutional carry. If it's constitutional carry that you can carry outside or inside, concealed or open, then why are we making more laws for it? Because we're stupid. What I mean by that is we're hard-headed. we got a hard noggin. And we're not understanding what our rights are as men. We're not understanding that. And we're not pressing it. And we're too cowardly because we might get fined. We might get arrested. Now, I don't want to be arrested for being arrested's sake. I don't want to be fined. My goodness, I told you guys, I'm like most of you. I don't even live paycheck to paycheck. It's day to day. I don't want to be fined. I don't want to be thrown in jail. That takes away from the work that I do. I don't want any of that. But the fact of the matter is, we have rights. We don't ask permission to exercise rights. We don't. And that's how we've been brainwashed to think, though. Yours truly included. I've had that indoctrination, too. Maybe it's why I struggle so much when I read stories or I see a film in which the alleged, quote-unquote, bad guy is doing all the real bad guys in. And I go, you know what? There's probably a place for that. There's, there really is. You read the book of Judges. Samson wasn't out there. Nobody delegated Samson to be the guy to go whoop the Philistines' rear ends, right? Samson just went out and did the right thing. Did he fall into sin? Yeah. But did he go do the right thing in dealing with the enemies of God? What about David? Did David ask permission to go and defeat Goliath? He's like, what is this guy doing? This uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine. What is he doing defying the armies of God? I'm going to knock you down. I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to feed your body, your carcass to the birds. Where is that spirit in the men of America? Oh, Tim, you're talking treason. I'm not talking treason. I told you, I hold up the Constitution to hold it to the people who took the oath. I didn't take the oath. I didn't take it. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything more than that, anything more than that is from the evil one. That's the words of the Lord Jesus, not Tim Brown. So when you take an oath, when you're going in there to take the oath, okay, I'm going to hold you to it. And I don't care if you got an R behind your name on your jersey or whatever, or you got a D. 
You're both pathetic. You're both not upholding your oath. And as far as I'm concerned, you're worthy of death because it affects the people that you're supposed to represent. It is. That's exactly what it is. And yet we have these school shootings come up. And what happens? Attack the rights. Attack the rights. Attack the rights. Attack the In the name of the children, attack the rights. What do our forefathers say? Representative Elbridge Jerry of Massachusetts. Whenever governments mean to invade the rights and liberties of the people, they always attempt to destroy... Listen, listen carefully. They always attempt to destroy the militia. I want you to get that in your mind, people. Stop thinking about your individual right to keep and bear arms. That is a right you have. I'm not saying don't think... Let me say, let me change that. I'm not saying don't think about it. Stop focusing on that. Any and all Second Amendment organizations that say they're fighting for your rights, if they don't fight for the right of the militia to secure a free state, which is part of the Second Amendment, they are not a Second Amendment organization. You should stop funding them. I'll tell you who you should probably give your support to. Uh, in this matter, and that is, I'm going to pull this up here, the the American Firearms Association or American Firearms Firearms Coalition. We're trying to get Chris Dorr on, and his dad too. His dad is the one who goes into communities to help them defund the public indoctrination centers we call public schools. I think Captain Carl was exactly right when he said, if you think you're going to take out the cops when they come at your door with your little AR-15, he said they got people set up, man. You 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 make a move and they're just they're going to take you out. And it, it, and and look, there's some wisdom in that. I don't wish to die a martyr. That's not my that's not my intent. I think there's wisdom in using force in certain areas and not in others. I, just depending on the situation. There's wisdom in that. What good is it for you to die in the process of something that you can sort out in a couple of days? There's no wisdom in that, that I see. And yet, there are places where you put yourself in a position to die. And Jesus speaks to that too. Unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground, doesn't bring forth any fruit, does it? And again, Highly encourage a film that teaches that lesson, not for kids. I don't like the language. I really don't. But the fact of the matter is, I can look past that to what's being presented, and that is the movie To End All Wars. Came out before Kiefer Sutherland did his thing with the 24, Jack Bauer stuff. Based on a real story, Japanese internment camp, you'll see what men do when they worship an emperor. You'll see how they treated the men. And those who don't worship an emperor, but worship a country. I'm going to give my life for my country. They worship that too. Instead of honoring God. 
Because if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, even South Carolina is not your home. The Bible says heaven is our home. It's where our citizenship lies, and therefore we should act as citizens of heaven to do the right thing no matter what the consequences are. Here's another one. This comes from um, Simeon Howard. He wrote, a people who would stand fast in their liberty should furnish themselves with weapons proper for their de defense and learn the use of them. It is indeed a hard case that those who are happy in the blessings of providence and disposed to live peaceably with all men, which Paul says that we should be, should be obliged to keep up the idea of blood and slaughter and expend their time and treasure to acquire the arts and instruments of death. But this is necessity which the depravity of human nature has laid upon every state, nor was there ever a people that continued for any considerable time in the enjoyment of liberty who were not in the capacity to defend themselves against invaders unless they were too poor and inconsiderable to tempt an enemy. Simeon Howard. For people who are free and who mean to remain so, a well-organized and armed militia is their best security. That's Thomas Jefferson, you tyrants. Tim Brown is not saying overthrow the government. I say actually do what Thomas Jefferson said and dissolve this government. Dissolve it. You states have the power to do so. Why don't you get some man parts and start doing that? Interpose against the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve, the Federal Government, the Federal Reserve too, the Federal Government until you bring it to that. Nullify their unconstitutional laws, their tyrannical laws, and stand up for your people instead of standing up for yourself for re-election. That's what needs to happen. I, I've got tons of these wise words of men who faced this stuff in the past. Another one from Simeon Howard, in case you guys don't, don't know who he is. To the ancient and honorable artillery company in Boston. This was in 1773. Men are also bound, individuals and societies, to take care of their temporal happiness and do all they lawfully can to promote it. But what can be more inconsistent with this duty than submitting to great encroachments upon our liberty? And how we have submitted to the encroachments upon our liberty. Oh my goodness, how we've submitted. Such submission, says Simeon Howard, tends to slavery, and, comply and complete slavery implies every evil that the malice of man and devils can inflict. Simeon Howard, remember that name. James Madison, always remember that an armed and trained militia, see, these guys weren't focused on just the individual right. They understood the people have to come together. Now you understand why they have social media and doing what they're doing. They're there to divide the people so they won't come together. 
Listen to me very carefully. If you are a person who seeks peace, you really seek peace, and you seek to comply with the law, the real laws of the land, which are very simple, and the laws of God, whatever your worldview is, I'm like Pastor Artur. I will stand with you. But if you're a person that seeks to squelch my speech in preaching the gospel, in talking about the things that we talk about here, in expressing ideas, and pushing forth real justice, then I'm not with you. I'm not with you. I don't care what you say out of your mouth. What you're demonstrating with your actions is something else. Understand something, those who are not Christians. We are to defend justice for you too, and mercy. Jesus said so. The weightier things of the law, justice, and we're to think on those things that are merciful too. Why? Because we know what it is to be slaves of sin. This was the part that Jesus was pointing. This is what God was pointing to even on the, the fourth commandment of remembering the Sabbath day. Remember, you were strangers in Israel. Remember, you were slaves there, and I brought you out. And you treat the foreigners the same way too. Told you guys, I'm working on some of this stuff on the illegal alien thing. I think there's a real invasion. I think Johnny Cerucci is exactly right that a lot of that invasion is coming from Catholic countries, Roman Catholic countries. And if you remember, England was, King Charles was bringing Catholic, Irish into Protestant England. And it was Oliver Cromwell who had to stop him and the, the people who were with him. And they gave him every opportunity to repent. Oh, we'll let you keep the crown. Just obey your oath. Honor God. And King Charles wouldn't do it, and they cut his head off. I don't want to be involved in the death of anybody. I really don't. Not even in self-defense. I have no desire for that. Hear me when I say that. I have no malice towards any man. And I can't imagine the agony that Oliver Cromwell went through because you take a man's life, even if it's injustice. There is something that scars the mind and the soul in that. But I think there's also something that teaches us this is how serious God dealt with his own son for our sin. He took his own son and gave him the stripe of death. You know, when you read that passage over there in Isaiah, by his stripes we are healed. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time since I studied the passage, it was by his stripe. It's this one strike of death that happens. This is why I have such a problem with the passion of the Christ. Yes, I have a copy of it. I have a passion problem with the passion of the Christ because the passion of the Christ focuses on all the physical aspect rather than the dealing, the death blow for sin, which God promised our first father, Adam, if he disobeyed. The passion of the Christ is very Roman Catholic. 
for those of you who don't see it, you really ought to sit down and not say, I'm going to watch this for the enjoyment of the language and the theatrics and all this. You ought to pay attention to what's being presented to you. And then go read what the Roman Catholics have to say about how the presentation is. I forget the terminology they used. But, uh, but, but that's in there. That's in there. One more. Actually, I want to give a couple more because when our founding fathers talked about the right to keep their arms, they're always referencing the militia. Richard Henry Lee, a militia, when properly formed, are in fact the people themselves. You want resolve? Be the militia. Tacticalcivics.com will teach you how to do that. And include all men capable of bearing arms. Richard Henry Lee. Thomas Paine. The supposed quietude of a good man allures the ruffian. While on the other hand, arms like laws discourage and keep the invader. Excuse me. And plunderer in awe. And preserve order in the world as well as property. The same balance would be preserved were all the world destitute of arms, for all would be alike. But since some will not, others dare not lay them aside. Horrid mischief would ensue were one half of the world deprived of the use of them. That's the use of arms. That's Thomas Paine. Oh, I, I, I got tons of these. I got tons. You'll have them in the archive, by the way, but I want to give them to you. James Madison, again, the ultimate authority resides in the people alone. The people alone. The advantage of being armed, which the Americans possess over the people of almost every other nation, forms a barrier against the enterprises of ambition. <laughs> Diabolical ambition, that's for sure. That's James Madison, father of our Constitution. Patrick Henry. Remember, give me life or give me liberty or give me, oh, wait, the Corona Lord, right? That guy. Are we at last brought to such humiliating and debasing degradation that we cannot be trusted with arms for our own defense? Where is the dif difference between having our arms in our possession and under our own direction and having them under the management of Congress? If our defense be the real object of having those arms, in whose hands can they be trusted with more propriety or equal safety to us as in our own hands? This is why they gave zero, zero authority for Congress to write one gun law. In fact, it was 150 years, 1927, I think it was, when they wrote their first gun law. And then you see them quickly develop into Nazi Germany writing gun laws. Thomas Jefferson. None but an armed nation can dispense with a standing army. I don't care if it's Barack Obama's quote-unquote civilian. I believe in a civilian army. It's called a militia. But Barack Obama's version of that is a perversion. And a standing military, listen guys, 
I, I'm not attacking individual military or veterans or this, that, and the other, but I'm telling you this right now. The U.S. military has been sent to cause the most terrorism throughout the world that I've seen. It, stop and think about that. We're in Yemen. We've got over 100 bases around the world. Yemen hasn't started a war with us. Still in Afghanistan, still have some guys there. Still got some guys over there in Iraq. We still have them. We've got them all over the world to quote-unquote defend liberty. And I want to ask you something. How many of you have liberty when you go into the airport? Don't talk to me about the land of the free and the home of the brave. We don't have any of that. That is a, that is a mask over our eyes right now. Now, is the law on our side that we should remain a free people? Yes. But we've allowed the tyrants to overextend their stay. We haven't brought justice to them. And we're going the way of every nation that has been on the face of the planet for the thousands of years that we've been in existence. Same thing. Justice Joseph's story. I think he was the youngest Supreme Court justice that we've had, I think. He says, the militia is the natural defense of a free country against sudden foreign invasions, domestic insurrections, and domestic usurpations of powers by rulers. This is a Supreme Court justice. Now, this sounds like a guy who understands the right to keep and bear arms. Listen to what he says again. The militia is the natural defense of a free country against sudden foreign invasions, domestic insurrections. Think George Floyd, George Floyd um, you know, burning down the buildings, uh, what went on in Ferguson, Missouri with the Michael Brown thing. Those are insurrections. Think about Black Lives Matter. Think about Antifa. You want to put those guys down, you put together your militia. Proud Boys, I may not agree with all their stuff, the, the rhetoric and stuff that they put out. They're willing to go and take it to them. They realize those guys are a threat to their liberty. And praise God for men, although imperfect, they'll stand up and they'll deal with those who are trying to undermine the law. It is against, this Joseph story goes on to say, it is against sound policy for a free people to keep up large mili military establishments and standing armies in time of peace, both from the enormous expenses with which they are attended and the um, facile means which they afford to ambitious and unprincipled rulers to subvert the government or trample under the rights of the people. The right of the citizens to keep and bear arms has justly been considered as the palladium of the liberties of a republic since it offers a strong moral check. Notice that. Keeping and bearing arms is a strong moral check against the usurpation and arbitrary powers of rulers and will generally even, if they are successful, the first instance enable the people to resist and triumph over them. Isn't that interesting? James Madison goes on to say, the safety of these states and everything dear to a free people must depend in an imminent degree on the militia. The, this arrangement should be formed to, in time of peace, to be 
better prepared for war. What are they focused on? What is the reason for the right to keep arms? So you can join in your community with your fellow man to demonstrate your love. What is, what, what is our, our motto here at Sons of Liberty? 1 John 3.18. Deeds, not words, right? We're to love indeed, not words, little children. And all of them go back to saying the militia. Not individual Timmy coming out here with his, you know, AR-15s, his Barrett, or whatever the case may be. Though you have that right to do it, it is to come together as the people. Oh my goodness. How we're missing that. George Washington, that no man should scruple or hesitate a moment to use arms in defense is so valuable a blessing on which all the good and evil of life depends is clearly my opinion, yet arms should be the last resort. I agree. If you can settle things in dispute, you know, the Bible tells us we got uh, our brother who sinned against us. We go to our brother. We do it privately. We try to settle the score. What did our forefathers do? They went constantly, petitioned the King of England and the Parliament to no avail. This is why I say, guys, we have, we have bent over backwards with the feds, with the states. This, we've done that. And some of us have failed to depart from our wicked ways. We want our liberty to do our wickedness. That's what we want to do. And because of that, we've not repented. God's going to keep bringing tyranny on us until we're ready to deal with the tyrants. And first, we must deal with God. We must deal with our own sin before God. That's some quotes from our founding fathers, and I've got several more that I could give you here. I'll have those in the archive. But listen to the Scripture. The, uh, I would love to hear some, some of these uh, pacifist hirelings in the pulpit preach on some of these passages, like Psalm 144.1 of David. Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Some of you guys rem might remember that who saw uh, Saving Private Ryan. And you got the sniper who was, he was always quoting the Psalms. I actually like that part. He was calling upon God. He knew he had certain skills, but he was calling upon God to fulfill those skills in his duty. Jesus told us, you've all heard it. He said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it and likewise a knapsack and let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. He followed that up. Oh, the context of that. Let me give you the context. He said to them, when I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. That's when he told them to go out, get a knapsack, get a sword, right? And he says, for I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors, for what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. He was about to leave them. All of the attacks had been on Christ. He had been the shield, if you will, of his disciples. 
Listen, this is an important point, a very important point. If you think your job is to make converts in this world, I think you're more aligned with the Pharisees than you are with Christ. Jesus said they go over land and sea to make a convert, and they make him twice the son of hell. Jesus said you're to preach the gospel and disciple the nations, teaching them to observe all I have commanded, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You're baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you something, professed believer. Are you teaching? Are you discipling? Are you, let's use the term, educating your fellow man? Or are you trying to convert them? Because conversion can only come from God. They're dead sinners. Ephesians 2. Only God can quicken them and make them alive. Give them faith. Give them repentance. Only He can do that. Now let me add this too. For the believer, our first and foremost means of attack is not with a weapon of warfare. It's not a fleshly carnal weapon. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds or to tear, tear down strongholds. They happen up here. Alex Jones has that right. <laughs> it's a war on for your mind. He's got that right. i lay hands on you guys on the social media here. He's got that right. It is a war for your mind. That's why you must put on the helmet of salvation. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, making himself sin. The one who knew no sin, that he might redeem us back unto God, that he might reconcile us back unto the Father. Who are we in Christ will determine what we're going to do in this life. It, it, it's, it's that simple. Do we see ourselves in Christ? Do we see ourselves as David, as though the Lord Jesus has our back? Our Father is looking down, and He has our back? And we can charge the gates of hell with a water pistol, my goodness. And they won't prevail against us? Do we see that? I, I don't think the church sees that. We've been indoctrinated by Marxists, by spineless, syrupy, wimpy, wussified hirelings in the pulpit. And I, I got to tell you, where's the men who are going to stand up? The men. Ladies, no offense. I'm not trying to offend you. But the Bible's clear. The commandments are to men. How do I know that? Go look at the 10th one. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Those are instructions to men. Not that they don't apply to women. Not that there's not application. They're instruction to us as men. And the men in America have been emasculated. They've been effeminized. They've been put down because of them being men and the role God has given them to lead. And just so people don't misunderstand, men are not to be tyrants. 
Men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. They're to love and instruct their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. They're to stand up against the wrong. They're to stand up against the tyrants. And we can go to the school shooting this week. Where's the men in Texas who bum-rushed these cops trying to stop you from going in there? I get it. Oh, that's foolish to him. They could shoot, they could shoot some of the children. So could some of the SWAT team. So could some of the cops. I'm not attacking them. I'm just simply saying, we're the men who say, no, nah, you're not going to tell me to stay back while my kid could be killed in five minutes. I'm going to go in there and stop this. If I'm not going to stop it, I'm going to die trying. The cowards in government are a reflection of the cowards in our society. Oh, God, that you would give us men full of courage and bravery who think more highly of you and your laws and exalting them than they are of the retribution of men and tyrants. God, give us those kind of men. And may they be used to open the eyes of those who think they're men, but are not. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, again, we'll be back with you in the morning, 8 a.m., Lord willing, with uh, Kate Shimrani. And we'll talk to you then. See you.